0: Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. What a weekend. I tried to predict four games going into the weekend, and I missed the first one. Then I got it right from there. I thought the Jazz were going to beat the Kings. Terrible start. David Locke warned us about that. Good rally, and they just couldn't quite pull it off, lose by one point. So I missed on that. Utes did win, Cougars beat the Aggies, and then the Jazz lost to the Clippers. Those three pretty much expected. We're going to take you through those last three games here, get uh, post-game remarks from coaches and players in all these games. We'll start off with the most recent game, the Jazz losing the Clippers. Defensive game. A lot of missed shots in this game. A lot of missed three-pointers in this game. The difference, as you're about to hear Quinn Snyder say, is that the Jazz could not get defensive rebounds. There were too many, way too many offensive rebounds for the Clippers, and they used those second-chance points to win the game, break 100 points. Jazz have given up over 100 points in back-to-back games. So, let's start off with the best of the Jazz postgame show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
1: This is a Jazz recap here on DJNPK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you. Tough weekend for the Jazz. They lost by one on Friday night to Sacramento. And then on a Sunday night showdown, they lose in L.A. to the Clippers, 105-94. The Jazz now sit at 4-3 on this young season, returning home for a, a couple of big-time games this week at Vivint Smart Home Arena against the best from the Eastern Conference. Wednesday night, they'll take on the Philadelphia 76ers, and then Friday night, have a showdown with the Milwaukee Bucks. So, no rest for the weary for the Utah Jazz as they have a couple of tough ones on the horizon. It was certainly a tough one last night against the Clippers. Big story of the postgame show, uh, the amount of offensive rebounds that the Jazz gave up, eight 18 18 offensive rebounds to the L.A. Clippers. At one point, very late in the game, the Clippers were getting an offensive board on 33% of their misses, which is just remarkable. And in a game that was really very close, uh, even closer than the final 105-94 would indicate, I mean, that made all the difference. Uh, Kawhi Leonard caught fire in the fourth quarter, 18 points in the fourth quarter. He had 30 points to end the game on 9 of 26 shooting and took over certainly when it mattered the most. Donovan Mitchell was terrific for the Jazz as he's gotten off to a terrific start this season. 36 points on 11 of 21 shooting, and we'll hear from Donovan a little bit later on in the recap. But right now, let's start out with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder.
2: Just, you know, breakdowns in communication that it had... Result of some fouls, but the biggest thing is just defensive glass. And we're just—we—it's we, too much to overcome if we're not getting bodies on people and getting getting rebounds. Um, we can have a really good possession defensively if we don't secure the ball, it's wasted. Is cohesion part of the problem with the offensive rebounding, or what? And we just have to—we have to—we have to, we have, to, we have, to we have to block out and rebound. You know, there's no cohesion involved in that. We just have to have a stronger will to do that.
3: Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Kawhi was pretty much held in check the three quarters. Mm-hmm. What was he able to do in four? Well, 18, I think. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, we were we were trying to come off and, and help and double. We put him on the foul line. It was really the biggest thing you know, in my estimation. We had a couple breakdowns from a communication standpoint where he got loose, and he you know, he's going to have. He's going to have stretches where he, where he scores and even when you're double teaming and he's but you can't put him on the foul line and you can't give up you know when you get a stop you can't give up second chance points uh, your thoughts on tony bradley's minutes tonight kind of playing with rudy tony did a good job tony did a really good job he's been working hard and you know there's always things that you know collectively you know, we can do better but tony tony did a good job he's, yeah.
4: Was able to kind of, you mentioned Kawhi was able to kind of go toe to toe with him in, in the fourth, and then the last maybe minute and a half maybe ran out of steam a little bit. Um, how valuable is it for him to, to have these experiences? And you talked about confidence and his confidence yeah. to kind of to, to go toe to toe with a guy like Kawhi.
2: Man. I, it, it, to be honest with you, it, 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 I, I like Donovan's aggressiveness. Um, but, you know, we don't want to waste that because we can't get defensive rebounds. So, you know, and that's one through five. That's collectively, we got to rebound the ball.
5: you heard about the Lakers here and the Clippers here. How would you describe Staples, the, the environment for different teams? There's obviously a lot of expectations. To be honest with you, I, I'm not tuned
2: in to. The, the environment and tune and what we're doing.
1: There's jazz coach Quinn Snyder talking about the rebounds. Again, that was a big-time theme certainly uh, of the night and talking about Kawhi Leonard getting going, uh, specifically, you know, getting things done at the line there in the fourth quarter and getting to his spots on the floor. All right, let's let you, uh, now let you hear from jazz man Donovan Mitchell.
3: We were there, you know, It's got to be making more of an urgency to, to rebound and I think, like I said, they wanted it more they were the aggressor and um, we just got to find a way to combat that. We talked about the role
6: continuity
7: plays
3: on the offense. Does that also play a role in rebounding? Uh, I think so. I mean, honestly, I think it's just one-on-one. You know, I think for us as a team, knowing that that's a priority. You know, I think after, you figured we would learn, you know, after the sack game, you know, losing that way. But, you know, um, I said, I, we said it before, you don't want to have too many mess up, or screw up, excuse me. And, um, you know, the, a team like the Clippers is going to capitalize that. So if they're losing by one, it's, it's 10. You know, I think um, we'll learn and we got to be able to uh, do it. Just putting the body on another body? Okay? Yeah, that's really it. And then just going to get it. Uh, there's really nothing too complicated behind it. Just wanting to go get it. And we got to be able to want it more than they do. I think it Um I did, right? You know, I think for me, you know, I was aggressive when I needed to be. I made the right passes. But, you know, the things I'm thinking about, you know, is one, we got to rebound. Um, the turnover at the end the bad shot at the end um, I missed the switch to the wood three um, so little things that kind of push the lead from three to six to seven you know the foul on, on Luda put him right next to the bonus thing and lead to the next one like those are the things that I'm really worried about Um, the turnover you know the great defenders are long and um, I miss shot at the end and I'm confident whenever I'm on offense my teammates have confidence in me but I think I gotta do a better job of just finding guys you know a lot of times you're attacking to shoot and I gotta be able to make the play and, and hit the pass I've been working on that a lot but you know, just gotta be able to do it uh, more often. was
7: that like?
3: um, You, of you really don't like think about it, you know, at in the time um, being but I think for me just um, I've always looked at Kawhi. As, you know, obviously one of the best players in the league, so it's it's it's, uh, it's special. But you know, we gotta. Unfortunately, we do not come over with a win. You know, I think that's really where my head is at. You know, I think, I'm not saying wow, I'm going back and forth, but I think for us, like we gotta get stops. You know, I think that's really what it is. It really has to be get a bucket and get a stop. And we weren't able to do that.
8: That's
7: just too much Kawhi. Cause for three quarters, he wasn't nah, a
3: big. I mean, <laughs> well, <We're laughs> with all, all due in respect, he, he hit shots, but you know, the shots that he missed, we get those rebounds and we run. You know, I think Tres had. Two or three tip-ins. Um, Patty Bev gets a loose ball. Um, those are four extra possessions right there. You know we can we can close that gap if we get those rebounds. You know he's going to hit shots. You know and he's, he's a Finals MVP for a reason. But we got to be able to capitalize when he doesn't, and we, we didn't. What's your relationship with that? Um, I've, I've known Trez uh, since my, my recruiting visit at Louisville, obviously, and um, he's been a guy I can can talk to and joke around with. But it's it's pretty cool to have him, you know, Terry, um, Dangadavu, my my roommate, you know. I think VJ uh, King, where he's ball, and the guys who are all in the system and whatnot. I think it's pretty cool to be able to have that relationship still past past college. Have you seen his game grow since then? Um, he's one—he's more confident, I believe. He's always been confident himself, I think going out there making plays, you know, bringing that energy. I think he got six offensive rebounds there Like you know, he knows is rolling it, it, it and in it that's why he, that's why he got paid What he got paid you know because he does he does his job and the the last one guys sorry yeah. we always talk about winning teams being able to close game out. Uh, is it disturbing because you have the lead yeah we just got to be able to do it but fortunately we're not we're in November we're not in, in April you know but we got to find ways to do it and I think a lot of it just starts with simple rebounding you know if we do that that changes the entire game
1: thanks guys Donovan Mitchell 36 points 11 of 21 shooting, 10 of 14 at the line. He also had six assists and a couple of steals. And, but uh, always says the right things there in the post. Brought up a couple of details, a couple of minor things that they could do better. Certainly brought up the rebounding that if they were better on the defensive glass, they would have won that game. And they certainly uh, it, it, they certainly were in it because of one Donovan Mitchell and his, uh, his huge performance last night. Next broadcast, Wednesday night, vivid Smart Home Arena, Philadelphia. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and the Sixers are in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And then Friday night, they've got a showdown with the Milwaukee Bucks. So a uh, couple of big-time matchups with some big-time Eastern Conference foes this week. There is the best of the Jazz post-game show. When we come back, the wagon wheel.
0: Let's head up to Utah State and BYU. You hear from the coaches and Lepini Katoa next. Stay with us. With a blowout win over Utah State, 42-14. They win the wagon wheel for the first time in three years. These two teams have now split the last six games. Uh, We'll start off with Gary Anderson. Five turnovers. That's not going to get it done. Three more interceptions for Jordan Love. That's not going to get it done. What else went wrong? Well, here's Gary Anderson in his postgame comments on 97.5 at
5: 1280 The Zone. Coach Anderson, kind enough to join us after, uh, after a loss tonight. And, Coach, you know, after that touchdown at the end of the second quarter, kind of felt like momentum was heading in your direction, uh, but it got away from you in the third quarter, especially with that first drive. What happened defensively to allow BYU to kind of get in that, uh, get in that, uh, in that rhythm?
9: Uh, well, it's tackling. Um, you know, the, the the two keys to the game that jump out at me right out of the gate is turnovers and tackling. Um, yeah. If we do those two things. We have an opportunity to, you know, uh, be in the game. But because we can't do those two things, um, you know, we're, we're not in the game. And I thought that uh, there's some huge huge plays made by them and critical situations on third down the screen. Um, numerous, you know, opportunities to get out of those third downs, and, and we could not do it on, on the uh, defensive side of the football, which was, you know, really disheartening because we've been, at times this year, uh, pretty good at that. So have to take a long hard look at the situation and uh, continue to evaluate it and uh, but those those two things were the key to not being able to stay in the game uh, was tackling and turnovers
8: coach we talked a little bit about it uh, during the week that uh, there have been so many snaps on defense do you get a sense that there's maybe a little bit of a wear down factor on that defense
9: uh no i don't i don't i don't think so i think we had you know they, they seemed to practice well their eyes were right they excited for this football game and you know, as you go through the year, um, you know the, we we have a, a great challenge in front of us right now. So you, you can't be worn down. Um, and you're sitting here right now with uh, four games left, and and we've played uh, the last two games, and we've got what pretty good. And now how we bounce back is the key. So there's really no time to be tired. If you are tired, then we got to figure out. Uh, Uh, get somebody else in there for you if you're too tired to play right now so but i don't sense that at all from these kids these kids will battle back they'll fight back and i got the back man they're my guys i'm fired up to get these next four games and it's been a very very tough 14 days here for all of us and um, they know that I'm, I'm going to fight for them and they're going to fight for Aggie Nation I guarantee you that and we're going to work hard to bounce back here and see what we can get done these last four weeks and you know, we've beat some good teams um, and we've lost to some good teams and you know, it's like I told them when you're sitting in that situation right now where we're at with uh, the amount of kids that are in this program that are new and old it's time for them to bond together and fight like crazy and uh, you know, to, I think they can do some special things if they keep
5: battling. I guess this is where you learn a lot about who these guys are. Oh uh, yeah, everybody.
9: You know, yeah, everybody. Everybody associated with the program from A to Z. We learn where we are, and that's you know I talk to them. It's, it's, a, it's a setting when you've done this for as long as I've done it. It's uh, you know you, you get in these spots, and there's some there's some great moments, there's some tough moments, there's some. Uh, awkward moments and everything in between, you know, and there's times when you're a great team and I've been around those teams and I've been around the teams that are, are, are not very good teams, and the whole key to the whole thing is just you keep fighting and you keep battling for what that year is, and that uh, that's what we have an opportunity to do right now is this team has done some good things, um, and uh, it's important for them right now to, to look at each other and fight like crazy for themselves and fight like crazy for their school, for, for where they're going, and, you know, every year is a different year. Every setting is a different setting, and you can't look back and say it's an injury here or we can't get it done because we're young here or because we're there. You, you just you, The deficiencies are the deficiencies, and they're not going to be hidden at this point, and so we have to go fight like crazy and battle um, and put a – uh, our kids in a position as coaches the best we can to be able to compete and win. And I think that you'll get that. But, uh, you know, it's, it, when it's bad, it's all me. So you can put it all on me, every single ounce of it. Please put it all right on me and, uh, you know, let our kids continue to fight and work to get better because they'll, they'll be prideful and keep fighting.
8: Hey, Coach, uh, you know, maybe one of those deficiencies, we couldn't help but notice that uh, David Woodward was not out there tonight. Maybe you could talk about what the situation is there and how big was his loss here tonight, especially as you talk about the tackling?
9: You know, 2nd leading tackler in the country, I believe, last week. He's been one or two basically all year long. Um, and uh, you. I don't know if I can really, you know, one player does not make a football team, obviously, um, uh, but David, is as impactful as he's been to the defense here, is uh, pretty amazing. And he's a special, special kid. And, unfortunately, he's done for the season. So um, we have to keep fighting. and We've got two young freshmen in there that uh, were in there tonight, and they're going to have to learn from this tape. And um, they will learn. They'll, they'll work hard to get back in it. And, you know, David will be there to, to help them in the meetings too and uh, work through it as we go on. But, uh, like I said, David will – not be with us for uh, the rest of this season for sure.
5: Um, there, I think that uh, the one thing that's, that's been concerning is, is, is your defensive line uh, giving up big yards on the ground, dominated a bit on the line of scrimmage. You give up 221 yards rushing. Yep. Is, is it, what, what can be done to ramp that up? Is there something that can be done? to Is it, is it assignments? Is it execution? What can be done to kind of ramp up that level of, uh, of aggressiveness of the line?
9: Yeah, I don't I don't really think it's just the defensive line. I think in the last uh you know again I, Air Force is a is a different animal. Yeah. Um and so there's really two different discussions when you're talking about BYU tonight and Air Force a week ago, but now we're talking about BYU tonight. Um you know, it's uh The whole front seven works in there. And, you know, the way we work, and sometimes there's a middle close safety in there, and you're plus one in the box, plus seven, and that fits important. And, um, you know, so it's the safeties, it's the D line, it's the linebackers. They all have to be tied in together. And, you know, we sit back, and, um, you know, we're going to be gap sound um, on the board when we take it. And then there's guys that block us, and we've got to do a better job of teaching the kids to get off those blocks and be able to, you know, make some plays in those settings. And, uh, you know, it's, just, it's overall. It's uh, again, and I look at it, and I'm not I'm not one to point fingers, and I never will be. So I'll I'll go down swinging hard on that one. I'm not going to sit back and say the kids are this or the kids I've got to do this, got to do that. It's you know um, I got to help them. And I got to help the coaches, help the kids, and. Uh, it's all the fits on the run. It's the tackling. It's all the things that come with that as we go through it that we need to continue to work on to to get better. And you know we've got to get some. You know we've got two young linebackers that are in that moment, and they're going to be excited to continue to grow and develop. And we have to help those kids get better.
8: Coach, 521 yards of total offense tonight. So, uh, you know, obviously better yardage output, but only 14 points. What, what was your thought on uh, how well the, the offense performed here tonight?
9: Well, there were definitely some spots with the offense that was awesome to see, right? They got going. They were moving around and, you know, getting some yards and, and doing some good things. But the, the end result is 14 points. And, and it doesn't matter if you have 5,000 yards, you got 14 points. So we've got to find a way to be able to score points. But there's some bright spots out there. So to me... Um, you know, it's obvious. It's uh, it's uh, it's a tough night. Um, saw some bright spots there, and we're going to need that. You know, if this this team is going to have to grind and pull together, and more of that offense is going to have to show, and defense is going to have to get back to how they were when they put us in a position to get those conference wins that we got early on against some really good teams, and. You know, kind of carry us together and play offense, defense, and special teams together. So we obviously have not done that for the last two weeks. And uh, you know, again, BYU played very well tonight. It's a good football team. So um, is a a good football team, and I think they've proven that. They've you know beat some really good teams, and um, they'll probably continue to do that as they as they go down. And yeah, I guess I would add another real problem for us tonight was tackling the quarterback. Right, That that would be another thing on defense. Now that I sit back and take a little bit of a deep breath initially was, uh, you know, the QB scrambles were very difficult for us, especially in the first half when it was uh, uh, the Hall kid that was in there.
8: Now for, for Aggie Nation and Aggie fans uh, that are maybe wandering out of here saying what's wrong with us, you're still 3-1 in conference, and you still got the opportunity to, to get some conference victories here and, and even maybe a little bit more. So the goals are still out there. Is that, is that something you reminded your kids of in the locker room?
9: Oh yeah, exactly. We did. We reminded him of that. But we also reminded him of, you know, it's it's uh, we're, we've got a one month journey right now, and that's we're gonna be together. And to have an opportunity to get to a bowl game, you got to win two. If you win them all. And uh, Air Force stubs their toe, then you're conference champions, and the, you know those things seem so far away. And and I understand, trust me, the frustration and uh, all the things that are out there. I, I get all those things. Um, but you know we are where we are right now. We have to continue to fight and battle to make it uh, as good as we can. But I did let those kids understand exactly what you said. There's still a lot out in front of them, and the key now is, is not to point the finger. Uh, the key now is not to, you know, uh, woe is me or woe is us or whatever it may be, and. You know all the frustrations that that, that they have, um, and everybody has when you go through these these situations that we're in right now. But again, it's like I, it's the big thing is that anything that's bad. I'm good. Put it on me. We'll keep battling our tails off, and I want those kids to be able to take a big, deep breath this weekend, come back, take responsibility for their performance, absolutely evaluate their performance, and let's get back in here and fight our tails off for a month and understand who we are and uh, see what we can be able to get done because, I mean, I, I love these kids, um, and I'm excited to you know get them back in here Monday morning at 7 a.m. and, and work with them. But uh, they, they know. They know what's out there, and they know they have four more opportunities, and we need to be passionate about uh, where we're at and passionate where you're at right now is, is not a real good feeling.
5: Coach, appreciate your time. Talk to you next week. Okay, guys, take care. Go Aggies.
0: There's Utah State coach Gary Anderson. Now here's BYU's Lapini
10: Katoa.
11: That screenplay went, killed him all night long. What was the secret behind it?
10: Uh, I don't know. It's just good execution, good play calling, and uh, it was there, so we kept kept running it and uh, just ran behind the big boys who, who got out in front of me.
12: How much fun was it to put up 42 points 639 yards total yards I mean that's the offensive breakout game you guys haven't been able to have yet this year yeah
10: feels good uh those are our true colors really like we know we could do that week in and week out and so the fact that we came and put it together today was was huge for us
0: what'd you do differently in the red zone where you were
10: able to score uh I'm not exactly sure I feel like just the passion we had um really you know helped out in the red zone just the, the desire to to score to to make plays, it shows in
12: the red zone. What's it like having these quarterbacks? Because you have played with Zach now, Jaron started the game, Baylor, you know, closed out in the second half. doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, definitely. I don't
10: I don't it doesn't matter who's who's back there. I don't have to look really, like it just feels the same. We don't skip a beat, they're all ready and it just goes to show like they prepare really hard. Um, Coach Roger gets them ready and so it shows on the field.
3: You guys do a really good job of keeping it week to week but is it ever incredible to you how much you guys can cram into a single season emotionally
10: Oh man it's a, it's a roller coaster but hopefully it's just going up from here
12: Talk about the importance of those turnovers in the first half, because Utah State had some momentum, mm-hmm. driving, and the defense put you guys into some good positions by, by forcing those turnovers.
10: Those are huge. Just the momentum shift and the short field that it creates a lot of the time is, is huge, and um, it was good that we were able to capitalize on a lot of those, and so that made a huge difference in the game. It was
7: pretty fun. Uh, did you hear from the celebration wagon wheel? How much fun did you have with that
10: wagon wheel? No, man, it's really it, it's awesome to be able to bring that back home and – Bring it home to stay. Uh, hopefully, keep that there in Provo.
12: You got the big screen pass where you got caught at the end, and then you were able to come back in and score. Yeah, just kind of a reward at that point to be able to get back. Yeah, on after that. Yeah,
10: I was definitely begging to get back in. You know, like like you brought up, I got caught, and that's never a good feeling. But uh, I just felt good to to be able to put the game away.
3: It's come up a couple times this season how much you guys love Kalani and how hard you play for him. Can you just elaborate on that one more time, just a guy that everybody seems to admire and, and, and adore?
10: Uh, just the passion he has, uh, the desire he has to win and to take care of, you know, to treat it like a family. It feels like a family here at BYU. And just the fact that we're able to you know, feed off of his passion and, and play with that on the field has been, has been great.
3: Without him, what do you think would happen? Would you, be, you guys be able to hold it together?
10: Uh, yeah, he like to like to think so for sure, but he's a big part of, you know, of who we are. Um, I you know I, I love playing for Coach Sataki. I know he'll have my back, and, and that he's gonna bring us, you know, get us ready, get us energized for whatever we need.
12: Was it weird to have the end of the game where the outcome was in your favor, and you could just sit on the sidelines and watch the last few minutes?
10: Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know we've kept a lot of our wins close, um, so it was nice to, to show that we can put it away. There's
0: BYU running back Lapini Katoa. Now here's the head coach Kalani Sataki.
13: I think the goal was a. Uh, I mean, we'll tell you now, we were going to play both of them anyways, and that one kind of forced our hand, and we'll still kind of evaluate it and see what happens after. How's Dianne feeling? Good. Yeah, Dianne's good. And we got some young guys that, that were able to rotate in there, but Dying's good to go. What does this win, win mean to you? for offense? was that? How big of a breakthrough is this for your offense? Oh, we'll see. We got to just keep building on it. I mean, we had a fumble in the red zone that I didn't like, you know, and um, but I like the way our... Our aggressive nature. I like the way they're blocking. Has some new bodies on in there. And I thought uh, Lopini and Siona did a great job running how the of, ball.
7: How about that opportunistic defense? Gave up a lot of yards, but five you know, really kept them.
13: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we obviously uh, we played a little bit different, unique defense tonight. And um, I don't know if it caught uh, Utah State off guard, but I like the, the fact that we made them earn it. And points is all I care about. So I'll take all those yards if they only get 14 points.
11: What does the win mean to you coming in
13: a rivalry game? I'm just happy for the players and the fans. So, so that's the guys worked hard, and I'm glad they they earned the win. So yeah. nothing, uh, nothing other than I'm a fan myself, and I, like I said before, I just have the best seat in the house. Did Jared
11: suffer his injury in that touchdown run, that seven-yard
13: You know, I don't know. I, I, I'll kind of review it and see. Um, I don't know. It's so
4: like it might have been a helmet to helmet not called.
13: You really? Yeah. With, Someone should have told me, you know, taking time out or asked the refs. But I don't know. I, I, I thought uh, it's a it's a violent game, and unfortunate part of it is sometimes injuries. And so we'll see how he progresses right now. And I just wanted to be healthy. That's the main thing.
7: Baylor was Taylor was able to come in into the second half and engineer two. Sorry, straight. I, I, I drives. Can you mm-hmm. comment about his play. Please, yeah, preparing.
13: it's what he's been doing. You know, he I think he uh, offensively our guys are starting starting to be, have a lot more confidence in himself and. Um, you know, we, I I think he executed the plays well. Well, but I also liked the way our O line protected him. You know, so I thought it was a good team effort and offensively, all the guys did well. The screen plays are really nice because uh, one thing that people don't talk about is the blocks downfield from the receivers, and that helps bring a lot of first down on, on, on a lot of big plays on the screen plays and everything that we had. Plus, it took some shots and it was successful there too. Yeah, last week we had the uh, last game. We had first brother, brother interception, and uh, we'll just keep recruiting more brothers and see what happens.
11: Lonnie,
6: <laughs> how proud like are you of this team here?
11: right now?
13: What's that? How proud are you? Oh, I'm just really happy for them, and these guys work really hard, and you know they, they believe in each other, and so uh, we'll just keep that culture going about loving and learning. And I uh, just I've been really impressed with how these guys just they come to work every Monday where they're ready to go.
9: What was the exchange like with you
13: and Gary? That's my guy, you know. So. Um, we told each other that we loved each other and um, good game, you know, but I'll be uh, texting him again, um, you know, probably tomorrow and it's like the relationship I have with, with Gary and Kyle and a lot of people in the state that are coaching at other places I value and so really important to me that, that uh, he knows that I love him. You
8: guys have you ever been around a linebacker the... group that got more interceptions than this one does?
13: Um, no, but I mean, these guys are all young too so I think uh, I think they all return next year. That's a good sign. You guys haven't been able to put up any points in the fourth quarter since USC Um, and
2: then tonight you were finally able to to break that through you have been outscored I think 69-22 in the fourth quarter throughout the season what contributed to finally being able to finish that (laughs) goal?
13: I don't know have they got to evaluate a little bit more I mean I I think you give credit to the players the teams that we played against and made some plays more plays than we did and um, we had some things work out for us, and I think uh, offensively if you 're thinking about it, um, we were able to establish a run presence and that helps us keep keep teams on on their heels a little bit and um, we were able to you know I think we were able to do whatever we wanted offensively and then defensively we, we were able to tackle well last year we didn 't tackle these guys as well as we should have and I, I mean there's things that I think we can improve on defensively. There are, there are a lot of big plays that we gave up, but I thought for the most part as the game went on, our guys got stronger, especially the three-man rush that we had.
8: What changes specifically did
13: you make with this new defense? I don't, I don't, the defense has been working hard. Coach Tuyaki and Ed Lamb, General Guilford, and Preston Hadley's done. they've done an amazing job getting these guys ready. and The players believe in what, what they put in front of them, and away we go. There's BYU coach Kalani Sataki after the Cougars
0: beat Utah State. Both teams are now in 4-4. Four and four. For BYU, schedule sets up nicely. They're 18-point favorites over Liberty. They ought to win these next three games, beat Liberty, beat Idaho State, beat UMass, and be 7-4 and four going to San Diego State with a shot at 8-4. and four. All right, we'll talk more about BYU coming up. Next, the Utes, the big win at Washington, setting them up in first place in the Pac-12 South. Stay with us. We'll hear from the Ute players and Kyle Winningham next. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 of the zone. So the Utes spot Washington in a 14-3 lead. Have major problems with the offensive line, trying to figure out who ought to play where. Figure that out in the middle of the second quarter, and it becomes a very different game after that. Even the defensive line had some issues early, but the Utes gradually took control of the game. It was 14-13 at the half. They were down 21-13 in the third quarter, and that's when everything really changed. Utes keep battling, and they get the win. Let's hear from the Ute players. Tyler Huntley threw for 284 yards. Zach Moss ran for a touchdown and 100 yards, also caught a touchdown pass for a second score. Jalen Johnson had the big pick six. Let's get to the Ute players' post-game thoughts.
11: What we just we just did what we had to do. Uh, we knew we was we were slacking in the first half. Defense kept us in the game, and we just started doing what we had to do.
6: For those third down fasts,
8: you had about three of them there. The last drive stayed pretty
11: cool under those under pressure. Mm-hmm. Just pressure. <laughs> uh Yeah, we uh, in order to win the game, you got to convert third down. So uh, we that's what we was, we was harping on, just getting third downs, and that's what happened
6: obviously there was a lot of turnovers so for you guys, but then all of a sudden you get the pick six and it kind of change
14: the tide for you. Know? Yeah. I mean, but what did you see there? What was going on? That like that? Uh, honestly, I mean, I just I watched film all week. I mean, more than I have any other game, and just coming into it, I knew by the way um, he aligned and just his tendency to run an out route. I mean, I just took a chance on it and I made the play.
6: Was there a noticeable change with your team
14: once that happened? <clears throat> uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, of course it's a big game and big energy. So I mean. It was just a big play of the game.
9: Julian, was there any chance you were going to let that ball out of your hands at the end?
14: No. No. No, we want to win. I think that's the whole point. Can you just talk about the defensive
9: effort and the takeaways? It
14: was a great defensive effort, man. Uh, I just felt, you know, they were going to make plays. We knew they were going to make plays. It was just a matter of us uh, responding, how we were going to respond. And, you know, the second half I felt like we did that really well.
5: Julian, how does this game define your team?
14: Just shows what kind of team we got, uh, you know, we probably pressure with our backs against the ropes, man. Uh, you know, we, we knew that once we would get the lead, it was, was going to be a, a run for their money. So we just had to keep on staying with us as a team, and we did. Gangsters. Uh, <laughs> gangsters. <laughs> gangsters. gangsters. Big half, uh,
6: it was kind of hard for the offense to kinda get things going. What, what mm. clicked for you guys, to, or what changed
11: for you? Uh, we just locked in a little bit more, you know. Um, it was early game. I don't think we came out sleepwalking, but... Uh, you definitely got off to a slow start in a very hostile environment, and uh, you definitely don't want to do that. Um, I mean, no matter their record, they're still a type twelve ranked champ. So, uh, I mean, the guys just focused in and locked in a lot more, and just got more physical as the game went on. You
12: guys have been part of a lot of big tackles. Where does this one yes.
14: rank? Right? I'm gonna say number one. Yeah, but I say <laughs> <it>. for me, <laughs> number, number one, one. We haven't beat them, so <clears throat> Is that, yeah, that really yeah. Like, definitely.
5: Exactly, like you said, it was kind of tough sledding for the offensive line. But mm-hmm. well, How
11: did those guys improve as the game went along? Those guys are gritty, man. I mean, they believe they're the best in the pack, and uh, I believe they are too. So they're definitely not going to let anyone uh, shut them out for a whole fourth quarter. So, um, I mean, I never worried about them. I knew they wasn't worried about it. I knew somewhere, somewhere in the game, um, the guys are going to find creases and just uh, keep blowing guys off the ball. You guys have been so dominant
5: for the last few weeks. What is a game like this where you have to rally behind say, from behind, say, about you guys?
11: It says a lot. Um, <laughs> it says a lot. I mean, we've had a lot of games, uh, like I think the last three games or whatever it's been, by uh, putting up forty points and uh, our defense is looking uh, impeccable. And um, when, you, when we can do this, come on the road and win a game like this, uh, and doing the way we did, I mean, that's what championship teams do, and that's what we've been missing the last couple of years. So uh, it was really good just to see that. When you have a you guys aren't really tested the today. Is it hard to kinda of respond when something like like the fast start by Washington? I mean, does it take a little bit to like I mean Zach said it was take, but does it take a little bit to, you know, wake up when you're facing a, a team the
1: caliber of Washington? Mm-hmm.
14: I don't know if it takes a second to wake up rather than just making sure that we all do our 111th. At the end of the day, as long as we're all doing our job, which some of us, you know, we're letting uh, these little things go, and that's where they're making their money. It's just, you know, losing our eyes and everything like that. So just, just getting, make, making sure that, you know, this is a disciplined team that we're playing, so we just got to make sure that we all do our 111th, that we'll be fine. So once we start doing that, we were fine. Was Washington the, best
9: the team that you guys have played today
14: so far? In the Definitely. Sure. And if so, what is it about? scheme. Smart. Say, they make you make adjustments. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were doing some stuff in the run game that we haven't seen, so I mean <clears throat> it was just about making adjustments and sticking to the game plan and really just being mentally tough, and that's what our coaches preached to us all week, just be mentally tough and the, men- the most uh, strong team will win. you guys kind of feel like this is kind of <clears throat> to use a course, how kind of
3: like heavyweight title fight
11: and you pick the champ out and it,
7: took the
14: last round effort to, to finish it off? I would say for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, we know what they came coming off of from last year. So I mean, I wouldn't say it was a heavyweight championship fight, cause, I mean, we still have goals in plan and we still got games to play. So I mean, honestly, it was just another step in the road, but I mean, everybody knows they're a he- heck of a team. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it just came down to just sticking to the game plan and keep fighting. You talking about
11: There was no panic, you said in Taylor? Nah, no panic. No panic. <laughs> As a leader on the table, did you have to say anything or was it just you guys just let him do that? Nah, we, uh, we, we, we all talked so much to each other. Like, we, we need to get on our stuff, and um, that's what we did. That's all it takes. Thanks. on those last two uh,
12: offensive <clears throat> possessions, uh, besides the kneel downs. You converted three uh, third downs on long passes. What were they giving you, or what were you
5: seeing that were able to uh, connect on those
11: balls? Uh, they was trying. To, they was playing a lot <clears throat> a lot of man on third down, and um, we got great receivers that uh, won battles and caught the ball downfield. Do
8: you like that when the defense is going man on with
4: your plan?
11: Mm-hmm. Ty, <laughs>
0: uh,
4: you said last Last one, guys. You said you were about 70 to 80%. What would you estimate you were going into this game
11: today? I mm-hmm
0: good. <laughs>
4: good, good enough.
0: There are the U players' post-game thoughts. Now here's head coach Kyle Winningham.
7: All right. Great college football game. i uh, assuming everyone got their winnings on this one. Um, proud of our guys, how they hung in there. Didn't start, start the game off so well. Uh, didn't start off well at all. It was uh, a little sluggish early on. Took some time to get the control of the line of scrimmage. Finally got control of the line of scrimmage. Um, created some timely takeaways on defense. Uh, pick six was obviously huge. Uh, them being able to only run the football for 50 and change is, was big. Uh, we didn't run the ball ourselves as well as we usually do, but that was a good defense out there. Um, the two turnovers in the second half really, really hurt us. Um, we had uh, momentum, and, and we had to regain that momentum, which we did after both times. Uh, won the turnover margin. Uh, so, but the thing is, it's just a gut check. It was a gut check for our guys. They hung in there, uh, never quit, kept fighting and, uh, found a way to win and, uh, couldn't be more proud of a group of players. Questions?
6: We talked a lot about Tyler Hunter this year, but in that fourth quarter, and then he him into another level. What, what did we say about that?
7: Just, it, he means so much to this football team. He's one of the elite quarterbacks in the country. I'll stand by that. Uh, Made some, had some great catches. Sol, Solomon Enos had that great catch, uh, Sol, or uh, Sampson. Uh, so there was guys making plays for him. But he put some balls in some spots that were incredible. And uh, proud of Tyler. And he's still he's still not 100%, as you can obviously see.
8: What did your
5: offensive
7: line do to improve as you one along? Well, we... Uh, Shuffle the deck a little bit. You know, Bam was playing, then he had to, something, he had to leave the game and wasn't able to come back. Uh, Simi Mawala, who hadn't practiced all week long, stepped in and uh, due to not being able to physically, and stepped in and played incredibly well. And so, once we got him back in the mix and solidified moving Nick forward back into the guard spot, because once Bam went out, we bumped Nick out for. You know a period of time and and uh, went with a different guard but then we bumped Nick back inside put simmy in and that was the way we stayed the rest of the way and that was that was uh, something that really worked out well for us Did
1: you right. like the, uh, like their offensive line?
3: That's-
7: Yep, <clears throat> we got too good a defense. I knew that. Well, we we thought that uh, you know even though we had the slow start and they got 14 points fairly rapidly, we settled in and started making plays. And uh, just proud of the players, proud of <laughs> Coach Galley and the and the defense. Uh, we played a three safety scheme for most of the game. Uh, four down, two backers, three safeties, two corners. So it's kind of a, a hybrid defense, is in between nickel and 43, which matched up very well for them because their number one uh, jersey number one tight end was a dangerous receiver, and uh, 43 just wouldn't match up with that, and so we needed to, and nickel, it was a mismatch size-wise, so a great job by Coach Scally and the guys uh, putting in that package that uh, utilized uh, three safeties that really did a good job.
6: It's hard to pick one play, but would you say Jalen's in at pick six, kind of turned the tide for your team. I'd say that may be the play
7: of the game. Yeah, that might have been the play of the game. What,
6: what, what, what kind of happened there that, that allowed him to
7: finish? Well, the ball kind of hung up. You know, as I, the, as I remember, the quarterback was a little bit under duress. I believe I was more looking at the routes downfield. But the but, uh, ball hung up, and he got a good break on it. And, and uh, I think he stepped through a tackle that uh, a guy had a chance to get him uh, maybe right early in the return. But but he's fast. I mean, no one's going to catch him from behind. Kyle going
11: all the way back. Uh-huh. Is today's
7: outcome kind of emblematic of why, why you love these guys? And if so, could you explain? Absolutely. This, this, is a, this is a tough, hard, and we've had tough groups come here through before. That's not to be disparaging against any other groups that have come through here. But these guys, uh, there's something special in the chemistry, in the culture. And uh, this team, is enjoy, they're enjoying what they're doing. They're having fun. They're enjoying them, what they're doing. They They enjoy hanging around each other. Uh, spending time together, and it's just a it's just a good feel.
11: Where does this
7: win you guys? Well, it's up there for me. You know, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at them, but uh, it's it's up there. It's, it's it was very very satisfying, especially in the circumstances. You know, coming up to their place, they're coming off a bye, and what are they, nine hundred and 0 after a buy? <laughs> Coast Peterson, so now they're nine hundred nine hundred and one, I guess after that. But but uh, just to just to battle and battle and battle and never relent and never give in. Uh, and just find a way. It was great. For yes, I think it comes at a great time. Yeah, we, we got a bye this week and then three down the stretch, and I think this is, uh, uh, you know, couldn't have been timed any better. Yeah.
11: Obviously, the stakes are really high today, and they're, they're high every week. But mm-hmm. have to tell these guys anything? No, guys don't necessarily control your own
7: no. This these guys. Well, for a while, we'll see what happens. But, but uh, these guys are are uh, smart. They're they're they understand. You know, we don't we we talk big picture, not at all. You know, we just take it one week at a time. And uh, but and it just needs it goes without saying it. But they know they understand what the deal is. Who,
6: who's kind of the one that rallies the troops amongst the players? In Tyler Huntley. The Tyler Huntley.
7: Yeah, he's our team leader. Yeah.
2: It's got to be nice having Zach. I mean, he really
7: wore those guys. He sure did. Yep, Zach was tremendous. Uh, not only uh, running the football, but he caught a couple key passes and uh, made some plays there. He was very good in his pass protection. And uh, he just he doesn't say much. He just quietly goes about turning in great performances week in and week out. We did. We had some huge conversions on offense. Now conversely, we gave up a couple of huge ones on defense. You know, third and seventeen or eighteen, I believe, on the opening drive that should have got us out of a drive. But but uh, third down is critical. It's one of the, the more important stats. And uh, right now we're we're performing fairly well on both sides of the ball in that uh, situation. What
9: are the defense
7: Well, we just kept at it. You know, we, we, we kept them fresh. You know, we got a good rotation there. We got three defensive ends that we use with uh, Bradley and Mika and Max Dupai. And then we got four defensive tackles. And so that was a, a big part of it is just keeping them fresh. And, and uh, you know, they're in the third and fourth quarter when their O-line's played every snap and our guys have played maybe two-thirds of the snaps. that starts to make a difference. It seems
6: like Washington was jumping the snap a little bit. Did you guys change the snap count or anything? Or did things kind of settle in a little bit? I think they
7: settled in. We, we don't know why they were getting such a great jump. I mean, if they – you know, if they knew something that we didn't know, we still don't know. But but uh, it, it's, it, was, it seems for only a short period of time that it settled in. To your credit,
5: you hadn't been in a 60-minute game for a long time. Have not. Wonder
7: how your team would respond? Uh, wonder, yeah, I had a hunch. And it would be just like they did. You know, they hung in there and just battled. And, and you're right, it's been, uh, well, what, a month and a half since we were in a situation where, where it was a full 60-minute game. And and proud of them for how they responded. I think
1: ultimately made
7: the difference Was it the offense, defense, both? Both. Yeah, I think both. I think, defense, I think both uh, up the level of play after the first quarter, first quarter and a half. And it just seems like we kept getting stronger as the game went on. Kept getting stronger and stronger and taking more control. Do you
8: guys
11: have Wi-Fi on the plane? Are you going to be able to watch the USC Oregon
7: game? On the plane. Uh, we do have Wi-Fi. I don't, does it have TVs? Or, or not TVs, but uh, anyway, we got Wi-Fi, but I don't know if the <laughs> entertainment system has. <laughs> Helen, do you know? <laughs> It'll be on TV. There you go. So says Helen, yeah. Yeah, get the depth chart ready again this week, Helen. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham after the big win at Washington. All the headlines, what is trending, coming up next.